stations that I, I go to. So uh, just to give a quick thumbnail on my procedure here, because I, as I said, I've just joined here at YouTube. I'm Monday through Friday, 12 to noon, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where I am live streaming on YouTube and on TikTok, where I am taking phone calls. You're welcome to join the program, 617-396-4958, Now, because of the purge, that's going on right now and the censorship. I have tried to diversify this platform so that way this program, which you can join, will be downloaded and available if for some reason TikTok or, or YouTube cancel the show. I go, God willing, I hope they don't, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. But if that does happen, then the program is heard and archived on Rumble and on Minds. And it's also downloaded as an audio on Podomatic where it goes to iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, um, a bunch of other people. Um, it, it's a you know, pretty wide list there. So, you know, I'm trying to uh, broaden and deepen the market. I expect by the way, later today to have the program also downloaded onto Gab as a way to sort of uh, do my best to do a little walk, uh, you know, walk-a-mole with the, um, the establishment that's trying to um, essentially, in my opinion, censor conservative thinking and conservative shows by just sort of, you know, where they get me down on one spot, I'll pop up on another. So, you know, if you're watching right now on YouTube or TikTok and you find that you're not, it's not there, you can go to any of these other venues or you can just check out all of them on my website, which is charlesmoskowitz.com. So uh, before we get into the issues of the day and before I set the table, as Jerry Williams used to say, let me give out the phone number again. It's an open lines program today. I don't have any guests lined up. I have guests lined up for Wednesday and Thursday, which, you'll, which I will announce at the appropriate time. But right now I'm doing an open lines program you're welcome to join that program by dialing 617-396-4958, 617-396-4958. What is on your mind this afternoon, huh? Uh, I think it was Bob Grant who used to say that in New York, a great talk show host. He's passed away. He's Bob Grant's actually a pretty interesting character. He uh, he was off the air for about 10 years, and then he made a comeback when he was already in his mid-90s. And I think he lasted for a couple of more years before, unfortunately, he passed away. Um, you know, there's something about talk radio. It's like, a, it's like a disease. It gets into your blood. You really, you feel the need to make that connection. So, you know, one of the reasons personally why I'm doing it. So how are we to view the news of today? You know, it's uh, those of us who are deplorables, as I describe myself, and who admire and support President Donald J. Trump, as I do. You know, he's under the kind of assault now that is much more open and much deeper and much more, you know, 
vicious and much more dishonest, I would suggest, than he has been at any point since he stepped off that escalator with his wife in um, the summer of 2015 to announce his candidacy for president. That's when this whole avalanche of propaganda was launched. And now it's reaching an absolute crescendo to the point where I think for the first time, it really does bring into question our ability as a functioning republic to, um, to continue. It is that damaging. They're actually trying to impeach Donald Trump in his final week, assumedly his final week in office. That is unless you believe some of the rumors out there. And I'm not going to go too far into that because I don't want to lose the show. Um, a lot of anxiety here, losing sleep. Yeah, look, I mean, look, you know, first of all, let me just, I, I'm going to say this bluntly. Um, I happen to be a Jew and I happen to have family members in a previous generation who were murdered in the Nazi Holocaust. And in that capacity, I was raised hearing stories about this, studying it, thinking about it. Um, I've gone on and I've written three books that relate to this topic. One in particular is very explicitly into this. It's called, Was Hitler a Leftist? And, uh, you know, the result is that I have tried to study in as dispassionate a way as I can the nature of Nazi socialism, which I compare to international socialism or communism. In fact, I see very little difference other than cosmetic differences. Both of them derive their authority from an elite gang of people who think that, who try to overthrow God in heaven and who believe that they're creating some kind of an earthly utopia. Now, I'm not saying that philosophically that's what's going on right now in this country, but we're pretty damn close to it in terms of the authoritarian side of it. Uh, I would argue that this election, I don't wanna say use the S word or the F word because I'll get kicked off of Google. I mean, I'll kick Google for sure, but, but YouTube. Let's just say that it was not exactly on the up and up in my opinion. I'm going to have a book published this week that gets into the details of that. And at that point, I will announce what, you know, that book's availability, assuming I'm not censored there too. But I would argue that the, the election was corrupted. I think I can say that. And that I think that most Americans, unless you were born under a rock, they understand this, at least in their heart of hearts. And that this recent incident where 99.9999% of people came out in Washington, D.C. to engage in a peaceful protest, an expression of their constitutional right to express their opinion publicly and in solidarity with others of like mind, that this resulted in this breach, which I would suggest needs further investigation that the, 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 the subject itself is interesting and it ought to be investigated. But what's more interesting to me from a philosophical standpoint at this point 
is to take a look at the reaction to it, which reminds me as someone who has studied Nazism and how it was enthroned. It reminds me of the reaction to the Reichstag fire. Now, let me just get into a quick little historical background of what that was. By the way, you're welcome to join the program 617-396-4958-617-396-4958. About two or three weeks after the Nazis came to power, there was a fire in the Reichstag. The Reichstag is the German parliament building. It's the equivalent of the US Capitol in Washington. It's the seat of the German government. It's where the German assembly would go to meet and debate and pass laws. And the Reichstag fire effectively shut down the Reichstag. And uh, there were rumors at the time of who started the fire but the official government line at that time was that it was started by this young communist. Nobody really knows who, what, why, where. It's never been completely determined. There have always been rumors that it was a, a kind of an inside job. Whether it was or not, the point is it was utilized in a way that benefited the powers that were in place. We, the people, got the official, we cannot lose our freedom. Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about right now. And the way, the reaction to that was to create this atmosphere of fear and hysteria that there was about to be an overthrow of the government and that the, the constitution basically of Germany was suspended. Um, they, they, there was actually an article that had been put in place by President von Hindenburg of Germany before Hitler was elected, that was triggered. And it was there as for, for such emergencies. Um, that had been a response to the cop putsch of 1920, where you had a clique of communists inside Berlin that included Rosa Luxemburg trying to overthrow the government. Um, okay, we do have a caller. And thank you for calling. Are you there? Let me just make sure my volumes are up. Um, let me just go right here. All right, there we are. Hello, you're on the air. Thank you. Hi, man. You're kind of cute. Oh, is this this is a crank, crank call? Please. Uh, no, you know. no, 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 no. I'm just saying. Okay, never mind that. We're not here to comment on what I look like. You know, please let's keep this. Um, Community, let's keep community standards up here. I am trusting people to to make an honest phone call here and um, and to do the right thing. If if you're not going to do that, then I'm not going to be able to take calls. Um, please, let's um, let me just um, go to Skype and see if I can get back running here. Looks like I'm okay. Let me just oh wait, here we go. Skype. Um, anyway, um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try again here with the phone calls. Please, let's keep things, you know, on the up and up here. Again, I don't have a means, frankly, to screen calls. So if you're going to be not behaving properly, I'm going to get rid of you as quickly as I can because I don't want to have, um, I don't want any, any problems. Okay, here we go. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, man. 
then uh, 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 no no thank you please don't call again um i think i'm going to leave it at that for now um anyway getting back to the reichstag fire the reaction was that the nazi constitution was suspended the nazis consolidated power openly and and nakedly the media was seized essentially and by the way, I think that I'm not wrong to suggest that the Nazi government itself didn't seize the media. What happened, and in fact, the classic definition of a fascist regime is not the total open public ownership of the media or of business or of communication. The definition is that the government works in partnership with alleged private entities that form part of the government. It becomes a partnership and that these private entities essentially are given monopolistic powers. So, you know, you know, what happened then after the Reichstag fire is that accepted entities of media in Germany were able to take full monopolistic power and remove their competitors. Doesn't that sound familiar? I'm sorry, but to me, that's what I hear right now. That's what I see when I when I wake up and realize that Parler has been taken down for no reason. That, you know, I look at this TikTok account, I see about a third of the people that are following me have had their accounts removed. Um, I've been told that I've been shadow banned I see that Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch has been banned from Twitter and I think YouTube because he did a video maybe months ago in his archives that talked about a particular drug that I'm not going to mention by name that has been relatively effective in treating the COVID-19 virus in other countries. It begins with an, with a, uh, an H. We're not going to mention it because it'll take me out. The media has been lost to Americans for many years. Yeah, I have heard that CNN does want Fox off the air and that, uh, you know, you, you've got uh, the removal of conservative thought, conservative opinion. The reason that they're doing this now and the reason that they are colluding with each other to do it, apparently, is because they can, because they can get away with it knowing that the Biden administration isn't going to do anything about it. They're not going to stop it. In fact, during the debates um, late last year, I think, or earlier this year, I recall Kamala Harris saying, you know, very proudly that Twitter is calling for Twitter and Facebook and other venues to remove President Donald Trump from their servers. And now they have done that. Now, do you really honestly think that the Biden-Harris administration is going to stand up for that? I, I honestly don't. So if that isn't the definition of fascism, I don't know what is. I mean, that's exactly what the Nazis did after the Reichstag fire. They basically allowed their monopolistic friends to stand up and wipe out their opponents. That's what they have now done to Parler. And I think that I don't even know if my program is still going to be on the air by the end of this broadcast. So 
you know, I don't really, you know, here I am wondering and thinking, what can I and what can I not be allowed to say? Now, I get the fact that YouTube and, and, and these companies, and this has been impressed upon me, that they are private companies. So do they have a right to censor people? Do they charge me? No. Yes, technically, they have a right to do it. However, we have in this country, and we have had in this country going back to 1890s, what's called antitrust legislation, the Clayton Antitrust Act. There have been other antitrust acts, which basically say that you cannot have any grouping of entities, whether it be selling flowers, whatever it is, they cannot come together and collude. Hello, you're on the air. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, hey, Charles. Yes, I am. How are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. Like the show. Thank hey, you. Um, yeah, there's there's been a lot of talk for many many years about people waking up. The whole idea that someday people are just going to see what's going on in this type of situation, and just and there's going to be some mass collective consciousness. A, uh, increase in awareness and that's going to cause people in like Pelosi and this gang who are obviously behaving atrociously regardless of your party affiliation. What are your thoughts historically? Because people have been writing about this for hundreds of years. And if you read a hundred year old book, they're talking about this type of infiltration into the government and they're thinking, well, you know, all we need is one catalyzing event that'll wake the people up. So this is a very old subject people who understand history know that people are never going to wake up. Do you think that people will ever just wake up? Yes. <laughs> is that moment going to happen? Yes. I, I don't think it's going to necessarily be one big bang wake up. I think it's been a gradual a wake up, if you will, that, that goes back centuries, if not millennia, in which we are gradually as human beings, as images of God, we are becoming more conscious and more aware of who we are and of our place in the, in the world. And that we have always had to confront this conspiracy by those who want to prevent that from happening. They want to hide from us the fact that we are sovereign citizens under God and they want to hold themselves up as the replacement of God and that they will rule from earth in the name of enlightenment. And that uh, it's a gradual move. I mean, it's the, maybe it's what uh, Theodore Parker, minister from my own hometown of Boston, talked about when he talked about the great arc of morality. We are becoming more aware as the millennia go on of what is good and what is evil. We now know that slavery is evil. We know that human sacrifice is evil. You know, we, we have a better sense of the types of governments that allow for the promotion of individual rights, that those are good. And that we are confronting a conspiracy, and I do use the word conspiracy, to try to stop that by people who are in positions of great power and influence. I think that is what's going on right now. Well, that's my point. These people are in power, in positions of great power and influence, because they have no fear at all of anybody coming to any of these realizations. No. Like you said, we figured out that slavery was bad, but quickly came up with a, a corporate-style system that essentially kind of does the same thing. So it's not like waking up to slavery has given everybody $30 an hour jobs. 
So I'm well, we, we, I, look, we did they come up. They don't appear. We to did come up with a system. Concerned. No, but we did come up with a, a system that re-implemented slavery. It's called communism. It's called Nazism. Yeah. And and like well, and yes, look, you're right. These are very fierce forces that we are confronting, and I think that there are events that happen in history that basically expose the nature of this evil. We are, this is one of our purposes of being alive. This is why we were created by God to expose truths and evil and to, to make those things known to our fellow human beings as a way to advance freedom. We're never gonna have perfect freedom. I mean, we, there's never gonna be a utopia. This is only God has that. We don't know all, we can't know all things good and all things evil, but we can know a lot and we have learned a lot and I think that there are events in history where we have a chance to advance freedom. I believe that one of those events was the election of Donald J. Trump. I view him as a, as a providential figure. And I think that that's why what he did was set off this beehive, almost like from the movie Exorcist. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I mean, with this, you know, yeah. these, these thousands of insane bees you know, he poked the stick in the net in the bee in the uh, in the hive, and and it set them off. And uh, you know, now that now they're, they're they're getting their pound of flesh. And I don't know. Look, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if he's going to survive. I pray for him every day. But whether or not he comes out of this thing, we have to understand the movement that he did lead so brilliantly, and we have to advance it any way we can. Now, I don't know how that is. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to even be allowed to continue on the air after the show. But yeah. we have to, as individuals, find a way to not let them win. And that's what they've done. They have, I don't want to use the, the S word, but they've, you know what they've done to the election. <laughs> yeah. And now yeah. They're, they're consolidating that by, by nailing, you know, trying to nail, you know, nail the coffin shut. And, um, you know, the, well, that's my point. They're getting away with it. In other words, Charles, if this, were, if the last hundred years were a football game, at what point in time do we sit there and go, "Oh, don't worry, our team's going to go back in the locker room. They're going to figure this out, and then they're going to start connecting passes and improving their running game, and they're going to they're going to win this game." I mean, if Vegas were placing odds on this right now. Well, I mean, maybe I, I maybe we're better, maybe we're heading back to the locker room right now. But I, you know, look, <laughs> the, the the bottom is bottom line is that what we can do right now today yeah. is simply expose to the best of our ability how much dishonest how dishonest this whole thing is. I mean, the the, the lying yeah. has become so blatant; it's almost like right out of George Orwell. This idea that Trump caused an insurrection a complete lie. Well, that's a beautiful. That's a, that's to my point. When was 1984 written? I think it was written in the 1940s. George Orwell wrote yeah, okay. it after. This so is one of his lessons from from not from Nazi from the Nazi thing. I mean, he he was okay. So in 1940, there were thousands of people. One of them wrote a book, but there were hundreds of thousands of people that were aware that this is an inevitable thing. So. That's my point. And they're probably thinking, hey, if I write this book and people read it, that will wake people up. And, and did. Make them more vigilant. It did, it did wake people up. And it's not inevitable. It's, look, every generation from the time of Adam and Eve 
has to struggle with this conspiracy. This is just because it's a corrupted aspect of human nature. It seems like when people reach a level of power, oftentimes they have compromised their moral standards to get there. They can be blackmailed. Oh, yeah. And so they have a lot invested in preserving and advancing that power. Either that or they're mentally insane people who think that they somehow, you know, like they're, they're, they're descending from Mount Sinai every day and they're, they're teaching the rest of us how to live and they have some divine yeah. right to do that. I mean, it's a combination of that. Both sides are evil and uh, they are not winning. You know, they'll have their victories. They'll have their holocausts. They'll have their genocides, their forced starvations, their depressions, you know, but, but in the bigger picture, they will not win. And to the point where we can stand up and identify them, we will win. I'll look to the Bible as a metaphor. The children of Israel, when you look at their history, once they entered the promised land with under, under Joshua, when they believed in God, when they tried to walk the right path, their nation prospered. When they fell away from God and they started to engage in idol worship and, and other practices, their nation suffered and they, they became corrupted. And, and it was this tension between the good and evil and those influences that make up the entire narrative of the Bible. And that's exactly what we're looking at now. Well, they're at a point right now where anybody that tries to go ahead, let's say just tonight, we all decided, hey, we're going to start living according to the laws of God and reverse this process. They have that figured out, Charles. <laughs> it's not a, they don't wake up every day and go, geez, you know, we have no game plan for it. Oh, no, they, you're right. They have a long-term. They got a game plan for that. Oh, yeah, they have a long-term plan. They so, look at the thing over like 100-year periods. This is what Fabian socialism was all about. It, it recognized that, that Great Britain was not going to accept outright open socialism. I mean, you could look at, at, at Marx's manifesto. He says this in Article yeah, 9. The Fabians are, yeah, they got the long-term game. Yeah, you you're long-term optimistic, and the Fabians are long-term, don't worry, we got this in the back. Well, we have to be counter-Fabians. <laughs> I actually wrote a book called that, The Counter-Fabians. We have to oh, be... Really? Oh, yeah, we, we have to be counter-Fabians. We have to take a long-term view of advancing freedoms and advancing truths and countering them when we see them. Because when people see the truth, you cannot unsee it. It's I there. Agree. And I think that it, it has to be done person by person. I mean, you know, these yeah, plans well, can then, be foiled. All if they need to do is- Person by person, you're right. It's like, you can tell me all my life that Mount Rushmore is a product of natural, miraculous <laughs> water currents yeah. and wind erosion. And then one day I'm looking at it with my binoculars and I see a guy up there with a chisel. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's that right. explains it more. So once you see the guy with the chiseler, you, can you can't no unsee it. Yeah. Exactly. So, anyway, but, listen, I want to thank you for calling. I really appreciate it. Call again. Thank you, Charles. Our My pleasure. pleasure. Bye -bye. Thanks a lot. All right. So you're welcome to join the program here. 617-396-4958 is the number. 617-396-4958. We're doing an open line segment right here live at Ooh. YouTube and at TikTok. Um, I'm doing this great thing every single day, <laughs> uh, Monday through Friday, from 12 noon to, um, to 1 or to 2 o'clock. Um, that caller earlier sent me a note 
saying, asking me if I'm a Nazi. Now, look, I don't mind discussing that, but just if you're going to call the program, please be polite and let's keep the conversation, um, you, you know, based on, uh, you know, community standards. I mean, I don't want to see, you know, I'm doing this thing similar to what I would do if I were on an old fashioned radio station with a manager sitting there next in the, in the office next door. I don't want to, I want to maintain standards of decorum. So you could call up and, and say, I'm a Nazi that I have no problem with that. As long as we have a civil conversation about it, I'll answer that, but don't do it by telling, you know, starting out by commenting on, on, you know, what I look like and, and uh, don't be rude. You know, let's, let's keep things civil here. 617-396-4958. 617-396-4958. Okay. So I started out with my premise, which is that as a Jew who had family members murdered in the Nazi Holocaust, I am sensitive about Nazism. I have written three books that address this question. One of those books in particular, which is called Was Hitler a Leftist, gets into this very explicitly in that I have made it my business over many decades to study the nature of Nazism. And I've discovered that Nazism is really no different than communism. They both are socialistic leftist systems. And that uh, in that capacity, I believe that this election and the results are a shift toward Nazism. Now, when I say that, I'm not suggesting here that the Joe Biden administration is anti-Semitic. I don't think they are. It's not that. The enemy isn't the Jews. It could be anyone else. I mean, look, the enemy for the Bolsheviks was not the Jews. It was people who owned property, the people who were not politically correct. I mean, Lenin in 2018, in 1918, I'm sorry, he started to liquidate entire segments of the population of Russia based on their political views, whether they opposed his political agenda or any other arbitrary designation. He set up the Gulag system, which was emulated by the Nazis 20 years later, I may add. And um, so it's not, it's not, you know, th these kinds of philosophies don't necessarily, you know, they all have this straw dog enemy. I think in the case of this particular form, besides the fact that the methodologies, the philosophy, the political and political approach is very socialistic and very national socialistic, I would add, the designated enemy is going to be the deplorables headed up by President Donald Trump. Look, I'm afraid to even say the word Donald Trump. I'm afraid they'll censor me. He's been removed from you from Twitter. The president of the United States has been censored. Isn't that something that ought to concern people? I mean, I remember when I first heard about this possibly happening a couple of months ago, I mean, my, my reaction was, nah, they wouldn't do that. That that couldn't happen, not in America. You know, that that this is my country. We're, we're not that crazy. Even these left-wingers aren't that insane. 
And now we're hearing people on TikTok, by the way, getting to me and doing their little TikToks, which I think is a reflection of, of, of larger views. Trump should be prosecuted. He should be put in jail. His family should be prosecuted. Anyone ever associated with him should be prosecuted. Any politician who's ever defended him should be removed from office. And, you know, we might sit here and say, nah, that's not going to happen. This is America. But based on what we're seeing right now this year, it damn well will happen. In fact, there's this attorney general in New York State who has dedicated her entire life to prosecuting Donald Trump. She, she wants to prosecute the Trump Foundation. Never mind the Clinton Foundation, which is about 10 times bigger and more corrupt. Never mind the Biden Foundation. Apparently, it's supposed to be, it was supposed to have been set up to, to fund um, cancer research in the name of his late son. Hasn't given a damn penny to cancer research. What they do and what the Clintons did is they use these things as a slush fund to uh, pay off political allies and friends and put people on the payroll. And, you know, maybe the Trump Foundation might have been mildly guilty of this. I don't know. But the fact that this attorney general in New York State is solely focusing on Donald Trump, his family, his children, his uh, business associates. She says she's got over 50 indictments ready to roll after, after uh, Biden's in office. I mean, <clears throat> this is what we're looking at in this country. And when they go after Trump, they're going after you and me. They're going after, this is the Tsar Nicholas II solution, right? To use another historic analogy. Tsar Nicholas II was deposed when the Bolsheviks took over Russia. I think it was several months later, while he was under house arrest, that he and his entire family, including their maidservants and their dogs and their pets, were machine gunned to death. Now, I'm not saying they're going to go that far, but that is what communists do, isn't it? It's what Adolf Hitler did. About a year after he was in power, he launched what was called the Night of the Long Knives. Hello, you're on the air. Thanks for joining me. Hi, Phoebe. How are you? Good. How are you? I see you get more callers. I am. The show started to pick up. Thank you. Hopefully, they'll that's, keep me on the air. <laughs> that's wonderful. Um, you know, Charles, on the, on the topic of Adolf Hitler, and of course, Adolf Hitler was a monster to both Jews and non-Jews alike. On the topic of Adolf Hitler, um, and I, I know discussing him is a very complex topic, my my thing, my this is this is in, in trying to understand how this man came into power. Um, wouldn't wouldn't it be um, a, 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 like how should I say? I'm trying to gather my words here. Wasn't he a creation of the British Empire, Adolf Hitler? I I don't know. I mean, there are all kinds of theories about that. I don't think, you know, I would tend to think not. I mean, he certainly had his allies in uh, in the kind of the, the, the finance world. I mean, there's there's a pretty good book about this by um, by Hoover Institute uh, fellow Anthony Sutton 
called Wall Street and the Nazis. Um, I think that he was viewed as somewhat of an establishment figure. He was supported by Stalin, who sent out directives to the Communist Party in Germany to vote for Hitler, and they did. Um, you know, there were a lot of factors that wanted to put Hitler in power. I don't think that therefore meant that they were necessarily anti-Semitic or that they thought that there would be a Holocaust or even a world war. I think it had more, you know, because we can look at history in hindsight. I think it had more to do with the fact they viewed him as a socialist and as someone who would centralize power in Germany and, and, and begin the process of moving Germany to the left. Um, you know, so, so there's a lot of complex reasons why he, he received initial support. But what's interesting to me is that within three weeks of his coming to power, and he was elected, by the way, you had the Reichstag fire, which was the burning of the German parliament building and the ending. And a lot of, a lot of people are equating that thing that happened last week to that event that you just mentioned. Exactly. That's what exactly what I'm doing and I've been doing it. It reminds me of that. What happened is, I mean, it's not as bad. The Capitol building was not burned. In fact, the people yeah. that breached the Capitol building, other than maybe breaking a few windows, they were quite respectful. Maybe that's why it wasn't necessarily Antifa, because Antifa probably would have burned the place down. Um, but, you know, they just walked through the halls. I mean, they were at least not destroying property for the most part. I'm not saying perfectly, but, you know, either way, the, the event is being used in a way that is similar to the way the Nazis used the Reichstag fire. The, they used the Reichstag fire to suspend the German constitution, and that set the ball rolling toward complete total power and World War II and the Holocaust. Now, I'm not saying that we're heading in that direction specifically. Every nation has a different variation, but I think it is safe to say that that event here, the uh, breaching of the U.S. Capitol, is being used. It's being used to impeach Donald Trump on lies. He didn't incite this. He didn't. In, so in, they're talking this bizarre conspiracy theory. Oh, it's an insurrection. It's kind of like the whole ridiculous Mueller thing. I mean, Donald Trump is spying for the Russians. That's what that was all about. That went on for three years. Now they've caught. They've cooked. They, or, or his phone call to the Ukraine, asking that they investigate Hunter Biden's shady deal with Burisma oil, which by the way, now we know was true. So, I mean, he's been vindicated on that one. Now they're talking about, oh, he's causing an insurrection. These are lies. And the fact that they get away with it because they, so blatantly, because they control such a, a large portion of the high ground of communication is concerning. It's fascist. Trump knew it was going to be set up. So he said special forces. We don't know what happened there. Look, I, I tend to think that it looked very convenient to me that the minute that the U.S. House and Senate began to debate the charges of voter, quote, irregularities, and when they'd reached Arizona and you had a senator and a rep stand up and challenge that race, saying that they were, that it was illegally done in Arizona, and then you had the people from Arizona, their representative, stand up, and I watched this, and brilliantly start to lay out the evidence of this kind of corruption in that state. It was just as that was happening, just as that was unfolding, that all of a sudden everything was shut down. 
and that yes, they, that moment, Charles. Sorry to interrupt, no, but it was at okay. that moment that the that the that the uh, Congress started to get stormed by that mob. It was during exactly. that uh, um, uh, the Arizona thing. Exactly. It, 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 so you happened. have to ask who benefits. That's not an accident to me. That's not an accident at all. That uh, I think that there was it's a, a strange coincidence. I mean, you know, the, it's yeah. the Latin saying "qui bono," who benefits. And who benefited was that we never got to hear a full public rendering of this yeah. evidence. So we'll never yeah. really know. I mean, we it's never got to hear it on in the judiciary because they yeah. denied all of these cases, including the Supreme yeah. Court. So we were hoping that we could finally hear it all laid out last yeah. Wednesday in Congress with a two with both houses in session, with the vice president presiding, with the media having to cover it. They would finally have a chance to lay it out, and the whole thing ended up strangely being suspended. So we never really got to it, did we? What happened is instead, they suspended the Congress. There was no debate. There were supposed to be seven debates for seven states that were challenged. Instead, there, I think they might have done a, a cursory debate for Pennsylvania at like 12 o'clock at night, and then they just gaveled the whole thing through. It's very troubling. It's very fascistic, in my opinion. There was never an honest debate about this. We never got to hear the evidence presented. So therefore, they can now lie and say, oh, there was no evidence. This is, and, and not only that, but they can destroy those who challenge that and attack us. And on the subject of Hitler again, Charles, yes. the reason why I'm... I'm I, 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 I'm making the connection uh, between Hitler and the British Empire is because um, Cecil Rhodes, who was one of the darlings of the British Empire, had certain philosophies that intertwined with Hitler's philosophies, like the philosophy of the Superman or the master race. That, uh, that, that leads back to Cecil Rhodes. Well, I mean, I think philosophically there are similarities. I mean, look, this was a very popular view amongst the international elite before World War II. It was cleaned up after World War II. We could take a look at the philosophy of, of Helena Blavatsky, the founder of Theosophy, who talked to, who had actually invented the word Aryan and who talked about, you know, superior races. And, and it goes back to Darwin, actually. You know, if you want to talk about British ideas of superior races, I mean, what do you think the theory of evolution is? Some people are yeah. more evolved than others. And eventually, okay. through breeding, we're going to have a superior, new, more evolved species. That's what the whole theory is based on. And it was entirely racist. I've actually written a book about this, too, <laughs> called The Apostles of Evolution. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, listen, Phoebe, thanks so much, as always. I really appreciate you joining me. Oh, you're welcome. You're right. welcome, Charles. Have a good Thanks. one. All right. So you you're too. welcome to join me in these in this segment of the program. I'm doing an open lines program today. I don't really have any guests scheduled. So we're just, uh, it's just me and you against the world. 617-396-4958. 617-396-4958. What? is on your mind, eh? We could talk about these or any other topics. Gee, the calls are coming in fast and furious. Hello, you're on the air. Thanks for joining me. 
Hi, Charles. This is Jen Scharf, Duvid's streaming partner. Nice to meet you finally. Hi, Jen. Thanks for, jo thanks for joining me. I really love having Duvid on every Thursday. Isn't he great? Oh, yeah. I love your show together. Thank you. I always tune in. Thank you. So I just uh, uh, wanted a quick follow-up question to what you were just talking about with Madame Blavatsky and uh, yeah. the Aryan thing, because I'd never heard that. I'd heard of Max Muller, but I'd never seen anything that she wrote specifically. Did you say you covered that in your book? I, yeah, she wrote a book, I believe. And, and again, I'm kind of going on memory here. I, have, I wrote that book years ago, but she wrote a book called Isis Unveiled. That's very popular in occult circles. And that she, along with her... She has some partners, I think Ossoff or something. They 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 created the Theosophical Society in New York, of all places, in I think the 1890s. And that uh, this was sort of the religion, if you will, of Nazism. And in fact, there's all, it's been said that Adolf Hitler kept a copy of her book on his bedside. <laughs> and um, just terrible. I'm so glad you're bringing attention to this. Uh really what can only be described as de degenerative phenomenon mm -hmm. that uh, doesn't really make anyone better for believing in it. So thank no. you so much. My actual question was about Trump's order that went out. It's an executive order on addressing the threat from securities investments that finance communist Chinese military companies. Have you heard about this? Um, I have. I didn't really look into it. I heard it just before I actually got on, on the air today. But yes, I mean, there were, there's rumors that he signed some kind of a um, an executive order on insurrection also, and I have not seen that, so I'm not going to really be able to comment on it. Oh, I guess I was just interested on, on your take because it looks like they are moving to do list at least three Chinese companies from the New York Stock Exchange. And I guess I was just wondering if you thought this was going to, or, or where you thought this was going to go, but if you're just hearing about it now, right. um, that's no, okay. It's, 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 it's a little late <laughs> in the day to do it, but the fact of the matter is that, um, you know, Biden is going to be very friendly with China. I mean, at least um, I think he will be. I mean, after all, I mean, they didn't they invest many millions of dollars into his family. Um, I think that's public record that Hunter Biden had all, you know, he was when, when Biden would travel, it was like Hillary did this too. Whenever they would travel, they would bring people around with them who would then make deals in their wake. And, um, you know that I think that that there's some corruption in that scale on that score with with Biden, and I don't think I think that this is a very challenging situation. We're going to have China basically um, in, in the catbird seat. They did not like Trump. He was one of the few people that stood up to Chinese trade practices and um, Chinese uh, military aggression. You know, and uh, and now with uh, Trump gone. You know, it's sad and it's scary. You know, I mean, in, in the broad sense, we are losing a great opportunity in this country. We're, we're basically returning power to the international oligarchs, the same people who had consolidated their power before Trump. We're going back to that. We're sliding back in the away from everything that Trump stood for, which was returning power to the sovereign people. We're giving the power back to the oligarchs. And to the internationalists who don't care about this country and who don't care about our sovereignty and who certainly are not interested in making the country great. And instead, they want to turn our country into a, a satrap for the world. Anyway, thanks for joining me. All Thank right. you so much. Have a good one. You too.
617-396-4958 is the number 617-396-4958. You're welcome to, uh, to discuss any issue that's on your mind, as long as you stay within the general bounds of uh, community standards here. You know, I'm trying to conduct this show like I would a radio show. I feel like, geez, I mean, even talking about these things, it's like I feel like I, I don't know which landmine I'm going to step on that's going to blow everything up. You can't know. I mean, when you have the kind of censorship that we're now seeing, it's like you don't know what, what I mean, you, you know, you're just in the back of your mind, you're thinking, oh, boy, I mean, should I say this? <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's like it's just. I mean, and I, I feel like I try to maintain high standards, you know, and again, I started the program by saying that as a Jew who's had members of my family murdered by the Nazis, I feel that I have the right to express, as do any American, my opinion with regard to what I see as encroaching Nazism. Um, very true. I couldn't have said it better. Thank you. I'm getting TikTok comments here. 617-396-4958. You're welcome to join by phone. I am able to take phone calls on this show, which is a fantastic thing. I've already gotten many today. Um, you know, this is amazing. This is like an old-fashioned radio talk show. And um, just as a uh, as a program note, I should mention that I go live, or my goal is to go live, assuming I still have a platform. Monday through Friday from 12 to 1 p.m., 12 noon Eastern Standard Time to 1 p.m., or if I'm getting a lot of calls, I'll stay on longer. And um, that the program is live on both YouTube and TikTok. It also archives on YouTube. If you want to watch it afterwards, please subscribe to my YouTube station, by the way. I'd appreciate that. And also my TikTok. Um, all right, we've got... Uh, We've got yet another call. Sorry about that. Please keep calling. I'm, I'm a little ham-handed when it comes to the technology here. So please call back. Um, I just clicked something that I was not supposed to click. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, my God. I have to start. Let me just start all over. Sorry about that, everybody. I just, um, when it comes to technology, I am just ham-handed. Um, so I'm going to go back to Skype and see if I can get everything running here. 617-396-4958 is the number if you'd like to join the program. Um, all right. It looks like I'm back. Let's see. Let me just scroll this way and then scroll that way and see if I can get my thing functioning again. 617 396 Four nine five eight is the number. You're welcome to join the program. Um, anyway, so it's live Monday through Friday, 12 to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I do take phone calls. I do take tweets from or I get comments from TikTok. I'm live on both YouTube and TikTok. The program archives on YouTube and on Minds and Rumble. So here we go. Right. Hello, you're on the air. Thanks for joining me. Charles Shulam, Duvid here. Hi, Duvid. Told me she called and I, I, I was me. I wanted to call you Friday, but I 
got busy and just wanted to wish you success in your show and, and you know, saying, I think you're doing the right thing by doing the call-in and just doing the two hours every day, even though it might be difficult to build up in the beginning. So I thought I'd call in. No, I appreciate it. In fact, today I've gotten, I think, almost a half a dozen phone calls. So, uh, great. you know, this is what I want to do. I'm, I'm, I'm literally trying to recreate an old-fashioned radio program like you do on a, at a station where I can, and, and I can, it's fantastic. I can get calls, anyone can call from anywhere in the country, for that matter, anywhere in the world, by just simply calling up and uh, I'll put you on the air as long as you keep community standards. And- I uh, think Alan Dershowitz probably takes pre-recorded, I don't think his calls are live. I think he takes the calls- Does he? And records the calls and plays them because there's no interaction or feedback but yeah what you're doing is probably better than that well it's it, there's a risk involved in that somebody might come on and and start to you know use obscenities i mean you you i can't screen anyone so i have to have my finger ready to to cut someone off if they do that i don't want to have anyone you know I, again this is a community program and i want to try to maintain standards but i'm hoping i've got some great calls today some real good thoughtful you know, people, uh, you know, I want to build up a real online community where we can all kind of, you know, go deep and dig into issues and think about things. Yeah, me and Jennifer are speaking today in Jerusalem in 30 minutes about reincarnation and the heart problem of consciousness. And I saw that she asked you about Madame Blavatsky and I have, um, I have all their books, but I, mean, I, I know a lot about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, even, the, even the Nazis, I, I've been studying that, um, I've been trying to get Trey Mondi wrote a book, uh, Hitler, Krishna, Buddha, or something like that. And, and uh, oh, there's overwhelming story. evidence that uh, Hitler and Himmler were basically Hindus. And that's my understanding. I would say, theologically, the Nazis probably are best classified as Hindu. Mm-hmm. And even we're talking about reincarnation, that uh, your reincarnation fits. Uh, uh, so that that might be an interesting topic to talk about kind of the eastern influence on uh very interesting you know a good a good guy on that is p is he's a professor peter lavenda i don't know if you know who he is but um i he's hard to reach i interviewed him years ago and he won't i don't think he does interviews anymore i don't know why but um there's a lot of research on this i mean uh, blavatsky's successor alice bailey wrote, uh, she basically established what's called the Lucifer Trust that eventually changed its name to the Lucis Trust. And they have, they're still around. You can look up Lucis Trust. They're very connected to the United Nations. I think that they're involved with the United Nations Meditation Room. And it's sort of continuing on with her, her theories and her philosophy. It's very occult-oriented. So, uh, but, but Dervid, so where can people hear your, your appearance in Jerusalem? Let my viewers know. It'll be live on Root and Branch. And I think today it's going to be live on Facebook also. So I'm not sure if you're live yet on Facebook, but Jennifer yeah. is doing the tech for them. So uh, my Facebook page or her Facebook page and uh, the Root and Branch. And then this other streamer, uh, Les Glassman, uh, usually records it and puts up his... Uh, own copy and uh Aryan invasion theory is her is uh, one of her main topics of debate and and uh, you know saying that Aryan invasion theory is basically false even though it's still the mainstream thing taught in all institutes if you look up the history of india 
in any elite institute, you'll find Aryan invasion theories, and those largely been discredited. I don't know if you ever. I'm not familiar with that, that but I'm, I'll look into it. By the way, as a technical question, I'm doing the show live on YouTube and TikTok. Can I also do it simultaneously live on Facebook? You should be able to, but you might need proprietary software. So if mm. you're doing Zoom and you have it hooked up, um, sometimes your service like Zoom offers you a simple, like, you know, just hit a button and it goes live to all the platforms that you've already filled in the information. Otherwise, you have to come around to a certain level of computer programming, or, or sometimes they have like StreamYards or these third party mm -hmm. software, uh, not StreamYards, StreamLab, yeah. and other third party software that will do it for you. And you may have to pay them or they may stamp it for them, but uh, you know, just the third party software that uh, you enter all the information and then, you know, in one click is it go live and it'll feed it to other. And these things are changing, uh, you know, probably especially with Trump and what's happening now with the mm -hmm. social media purge. Right. They're right. constantly new, new regulation, new servers. So uh, I'll have to look into that. I mean, cause I'm not, I'm not doing it like that, but, mm -hmm. but uh, your program, you should. No, I know it because I'm always trying way. to find new ways to like expand. I also know that there's this thing called Restream, which is a subscription, but what it does is it allows you to, but they have to use the OBS system, which I don't like. It's too complicated. I like the Zoom. I think that's the best system I've found. But I think that maybe there's technology where I can go live from Zoom to both uh, YouTube and Facebook. I know you can choose one or the other but there might be a way to do that. So anyway, but I'll look into that also. We're going to try that today. So okay. we'll figure that out. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> um, and actually, we, we're, me and Jennifer are thinking of even opening up a business doing that in the like IT business where we're setting, doing the tech work for uh, streamers. So uh, mm -hmm. um, you know, even Jennifer from another country could probably remotely on a you know offline com conference call walk you through how to do that but you know what you're at, at your point there's probably you're probably paying i mean you're paying zoom you're not just using yeah it's a subscription membership yeah and there might be it's possible that you could pay them more money mm. and they make things easier for you or as i said something like Streamlab. um i'd have to look into it that there's these other servers that you have to pay for and uh, and they make it very simple to, yeah. you know, for you to do and by the way i should give a little program note here on thursday I have Roger Perlman coming on, who is a. Oh, yeah, he, he reached out to uh, Jennifer. Yeah. Um, and in fact, uh, I'm happy to. Yeah, to in fact, I'm hoping to be with him. We're going to do a three-way. Yeah. I, I was going to talk to you about that because I've invited him on, and uh, he's got research about the about science and the Torah, which is I think pretty cutting edge and interesting. He's got a three-volume book series that he's already written and is about to come out. Um, on one is similar to yours, where he tries to break Judaism into axioms of basic principles and say that you know all of Judaism could be derived from six uh, principles, like including the like creation ex nihilo. But it's somewhat similar to the concept of your book. Another thing he does is try to write uh, like Josephus, uh, you mm -hmm. know, like or in Hebrew they call Seder Adoros, which is uh, the order of generations, which is a complete history of the world from creation till today from a biblical perspective. 
And then he's got another book that, that involves more physics and uh, Big Bang and cosmology and biblical creation. And I actually skimmed through uh, all thousand pages of three of his books. He was on uh, Week in Review. So, uh, oh, that's um, amazing. And he's Jennifer's contact. He, uh, he found Gen- Jennifer likes these physics shows like Eric Weinstein and Lex Friedman and uh, various uh, uh, you know, straight physics. Who, who a lot of them happen to be, you know, Jews like Eric Weinstein and Lex Friedman. Um, but uh, she found Roger in, in the chat on one of those shows, and she was willing to take his ideas more seriously than, uh, you know, than, than the physicist. So, uh, you know, that, that, uh, but, uh, yeah, very interesting. And, and uh, um, you know, so that should be good. In fact, I mentioned you to him when he came on the right. show. I was like, yeah, Excellent. I, uh, I was happy to help him out. You know, saying good work writing your book. I wish you success. And I mentioned, like, you know, like, you, Root and Branch, you maybe like Halsey, Luke, or you know, just the type names I could mention that might uh, mm-hmm. give them airtime. So I appreciate you doing that. I'm no, happy looking to, forward uh, to it. I'm happy to share the weekly yeah. show, or if you do it separately. No, I'd um, like to do it so, as a three-way. So no, I'm looking forward to that this Thursday. Okay, great. All so, right, uh, David. Best of luck on your Root and Branch with Jer- in Jerusalem. I'll be watching for it on your Facebook page. That's David on Facebook. Well, it, I, on my legal name, David Kelton, and I, okay. I usually share the Facebook. I'll put it on my YouTube also. But uh, you know, when I argue with anti-Semites or just put put out generic stuff, usually I don't mm. um, use my legal name. Uh, but this, like, will be under. Um, I understand. Yeah. I mean, I don't use okay. my legal name either. All right, David. Thanks a lot. Yep. Blessing, Shalom. All right. Okay, so we have time for perhaps one more call, maybe two more calls. You're welcome to join the program, 617-396-4958. That number again is 617-396-4958. I have a TikTok comment here that says that I'm an example of why the electorate needs to be more educated. (laughs) I don't know about that. I mean, whose education are we talking about here? I don't know. Um, I think that I trust that that the American people and that human beings generally are perfectly capable of educating themselves. I don't know if you do you mean maybe re-education, perhaps? Um, let's see. We don't hate Trump. We hate what he has he has and is doing. Well, what what do you have in mind? What do you hate that Trump is doing? Call up. You're welcome to talk. We could talk about that. 617-396-4958 is the number. Six, you know, you want to take me on? That's fine. All views are welcome on this program. As long as, as I say, you keep within the bounds of community standards, you shall be heard. You shall be heard on this program and your opinions will be well aired. You will be well, you know, you'll have an opportunity to to develop those opinions, and it will be archived forever on about 12 different venues. Yep, we are getting another call. How do you like that? Let me see if I can get to that. Hello, you're on the air. Hello? Yes, hi. Hi. What's on your mind? I'm joining your show. Um, I'm just a... American citizen that feels like um, things is way out of hand. Um, 
that Trump was never gave a fair chance. Um, and because he was stepping on their toes trying to clean up America and give America back to the people and not the politicians that this is what they're doing to him. I, I, you know, I could not agree with you more. You've stated that in a nice, clear way. That is exactly what this is. He tried is. to return power to the people. You know, you have to read Trump's inaugural address. It is one of the most important documents, the most brilliant documents ever written in American history. I think it should be taught by to every school child, should memorize it. It's fantastic. And he does lay that out. I mean, he didn't have to do this. He wasn't Not like, at all. He wasn't ambitious for power. He had Trump is someone who had everything you could want in life. He's rich, he's famous. He's got a great family, you know. I mean, he didn't need this. He's lost money from from being president. He yeah, did it because he, had, he wants to give something back to this country. He didn't need any of this. He had the money. He had everything he needed. Um, he he's seen a need where the American people was being taken advantage of. Yeah. The poor people was getting poorer. The richer are getting richer, and. This is the thing. America was built off the backbones of poor working Americans where they could have um, their rich lifestyle. And then, then, hopefully, if you worked hard enough, there was always a way that you might could come out on top. But the way they're wanting it now is that nobody can have it except for the very ones at the top. Um, and every time they take our one right away, even if it doesn't affect you, they're taking rights away that will affect somebody. And that's Absolutely. what America is about. Absolutely. Absolutely. If, if, you know, if you stand by and they take your rights away, then you know, someone else's, then they're going to eventually come for yours because yes. then we no longer have rights coming from, from God. Instead, we have rights granted to, by the state. And the, the, right. the whole philosophy of our American government is that rights come from the creator, as Jefferson said, and that the creator endows us with rights, certain inalienable rights, you know, not the state. The government doesn't decide what our rights are. The government is there to protect our God-given rights. And most Americans yeah. have no idea what, you're, what, what we're talking about. It's sad and it's scary. It, it is very scary to see how close we are to having our rights taken away and to be a communist country. Yes. Or, and, and that's why everybody wants to come to America is because right. we're not a communist you know, country. We're here where everybody can have a chance to be free and be able to make the best that they can out of their life. That's and right. It's, it's very it's very hard to see this happening. I am a 60-year-old woman that has worked all her life and raised a God-fearing family, and this is not what I want for my children or my grandchildren to have to live with. No, it's very, it's very uh, discouraging, but be optimistic, be patient. You know, the, the Trump leadership has released and, and unleashed a genuinely patriotic movement, unlike anything that I've ever seen. And I think yeah. that ain't going any, it's not going to go away anytime soon. There'll be ways by, that, that we'll find 
to, to advance it. Anyway, thanks so much. Please call again. Really appreciate the call. Thank you for taking my call. My pleasure. Okay. And I think we may have time for one more call. One more call. What the heck? 617-396-4958. I'm finally learning how to use the switchboard here. <laughs> 617-396-4958. It's not a patriotic movement. I'm getting these TikToks. Really? How would you define a patriotic movement then? Call in. Speak to me. Let's hear it. You know, defend that. 617-396-4958. Um, Here we go. Um, yep, you're welcome to call. Looks like somebody hung up. Anyway, call back. You're welcome to, do, to join me. 617-396-4958. Anyway, I started the program and I'll kind of maybe end it at this point as well by making the comparison between the reaction to the breaching of the US Capitol to the reaction to the Reichstag fire in Nazi Germany. A delusional and radicalized propagandized movement. Which movement are we talking about? The patriotic movement or the goose steppers who are supporting uh, Biden? I don't know. Call in and let's 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 challenge me on that one. You are all invaded the Capitol. You're all traitors. You know, first of all, I don't think anybody is saying it's good that that people breach the Capitol building. Um, you know, this uh, I think it's convenient, as I mentioned earlier, that this happened just at the moment that the joint session of Congress was hearing evidence of voter irregularities from the state of Arizona. We'll never get to that now. You said Trump is patriotic movement. I disagree. Okay. Why? Why don't you join me live? Sick you want you know put put as it were put your money where your mouth is call in. I still have time to take one more call at least. 617-396-4958. I challenge all of you TikTokers who are following the program Pick up the phone and call. This is a live program and I can take calls. We can talk about it. 617-396-4958. Anyhow, or as my late grandmother used to say, ho. it's toward the end of the program. Um, so I think that I'm going to thank you for watching. I shall return, God willing, tomorrow, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. I am doing this great thing of mine. This, this, it's a joy to me, God willing, if the, as long as YouTube and, and TikTok permits it. Monday through Friday, 12 noon to 1 p.m., maybe a little beyond, I am taking calls. This is a live program. The uh, archive will be on YouTube if you want to watch later. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'd appreciate that. And my TikTok. The uh, program is also archived on Minds and on Rumble and on Podomatic, where it's heard as an audio on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, and a whole list of others. So um, I expect to be completing my book. I am writing a quick novella, if you will, a pamphlet on... Uh, my take on the election and what it's going to result in. In fact, one of the things I do for a living is I write 
and in, in some cases I ghostwrite. Well, in this case, I'm signing it, and um, you you I'll hopefully have that available by the end of this week. And when it is, I'll let you know. It'll be on Amazon. Um, I appreciate what you're trying to do, even though I totally disagree. Thank you, thank you very much. Look, we don't have to agree. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't expect it. I mean, my own family doesn't agree with me. That's perfectly okay. Um, is this going to happen or are we all crazy now? It was when Pence said he wasn't going to break the Constitution that they stormed to get him. I don't know. I mean, I don't know exactly what, what, what caused that. I mean, I think it was just um, a spontaneous action that shouldn't have happened i mean we should note that right now as i speak you've got nazi antifa thugs roaming around in midtown manhattan where they roughed up a young woman reporter from a conservative station i mean if, if that is an insurrection i don't know what is anyway so on that note i shall thank you for joining me today charles moskowitz by the way you can check out my books they're available at Amazon Books. Just put my name in the server, Charles Moskowitz, Moscow, like as in the city, W-I-T-Z. And you shall see them all come up. I've written over 15 books.